Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 429, is a full episode interview with the incredible performer and adult creator, the beautiful Aria Cade. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 429 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and I am flying solo for this episode because I have a full episode interview with the unbelievable performer and content creator, Aria Cade. Thank you very much to Triple X Star PR for helping me make this happen. And it's been a long time coming, Pervert Nation, because we've been trying to make this happen for quite a while. And just the way schedules worked out, we weren't able to do it. But I knew I had a captive audience when it came to her being at Exotica DC at the Why Not booth. We spent a lot of time together at that booth. That is my home base landing point for conventions. And it was so nice to be able to spend some time with her, catch up with her, kind of make small talk and do the little things, you know, kissing babies, shaking hands, networking, if you will. To be able to do that at the booth and see her do her work at the booth when it comes to meeting fans and talking to other performers and content creators was truly magical. It is so much fun to just hang out and BS with her. So the fact that on top of that, we were able to make an interview happen was fantastic. We decided to do it off of the convention floor, find a cool place, which of course is a hotel, and sit down, make the interview happen. Usually when I do interviews in hotel rooms or at the club, I use a wireless mic system. There are two parts to it. One clicks into the microphone, one clicks into whatever you're recording to, and they are wireless. You have to charge them. No big deal. What I'm having an issue with is sometimes you'll hear just a hiss, a background hiss. It picks up a lot of interference from electronics that could be around. So what I decided with this interview is I am actually going to bring two mic stands the microphones, and I'm going to bring the cables to hook to the recorder, and we are going to go hissless, if you will, for this interview. And it turned out super well. It was nice to just be able to relax and enjoy a conversation and not have to worry about editing it afterwards. During the interview, 
we were delightfully interrupted by a couple of mutual friends, and you'll hear that as well. I was going to cut it out, but I decided to leave it in because it's such a funny and cute moment. I hope that it comes through in the audio. It's moments like that that make doing interviews anywhere a lot of fun when you have those interactions. When it comes to Aria Cade and how she does interviews She's real. She will tell you everything about her, how she's thinking, how she's feeling, and it makes for a great interview, but it just lets you know the type of person that she is. She's no nonsense. She knows what she enjoys. She likes to laugh. She has great energy. When you meet her, she is amazing. I highly recommend that you meet her at conventions. And the time that we took to record absolutely flew by. I actually had some more questions, but at one point I look at the interview and we were already close to an hour into it. And in the flow of it, I was just mentally dropping questions because I didn't want to sit there for two hours and take up her entire day. And then we're late getting to the convention. It would have been a whole thing. So hopefully I get to have her on again in a future episode. I'm sure she would be cool with that. That's how we roll. But thank you to her for giving her time to me and just hanging out and having a good laugh and answering my questions. And of course, thank you, Pervert Nation, for listening to this episode. I'm going to cut out now. I want you to enjoy this interview to its fullest. So I'm going to sign off with Thank you, one and all, for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support these content creators like Aria Cade that are doing the things to fulfill your fantasies. Find something that feeds your soul and do it every single day. And of course, dangle on. My guest is a beautiful performer that has been a victim of my gauntlet convention questions in the past, but I finally get to bring this dream to my listeners for a full interview. She has worked for Team Skeet, Evolve Fights, Freak Mob Media, Cherry Pimps, Spizu, Evil Angel, and more, and puts out incredible amounts of delicious content on her subscription and clip sites. But it's the in-person time that you can have with her at conventions that will make you a lifelong fan of this statuesque goddess. Please welcome the naughty nympho from New Jersey. It is the awesome Aria Cade. Mm -mm. I oh, almost got hello, through it. Aria Cade. That's better. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And I just have to say before we start, oh, I'm goodness. not paid to say this. Oh, boy. <laughs> That when the little baby Aria started in the industry, mm -hmm. you were one of the first people I met, and you were so welcoming and sweet, Aww. and it really was the most amazing start to my career and my expo you know, rounds and experiences. Mm -hmm. So it's always great seeing you and seeing your smile, and it kind of reminds me, like, ha-ha, great people, yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make yeah, me cry. It's yeah. too early in <laughs> yeah. the day. That is that's very sweet yeah, of you. And I feel the same about you, and I say this on here a lot, and I say it to the people that I talk to. I know that with a number of people I've become friends with, 
But there is that part of me that's like, I, I feel like I'm just bugging them. They're here to meet fans. They're here to make money, make connections. And here I am like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> how, you know, and it's just, I feel so annoying. So I'm glad to hear you say no, that. that. absolutely that makes me not. Feel I love, so good. I mean, half the reason I like to go to the expos is like, I get to see my friends. Uh, yeah, oh, 100%. They're all coming in, you know. And yeah. I honestly go to the expos because I just love seeing everybody. Whether yeah. you're a fan or a friend, I'm like, oh. It's my people. Yay. <laughs> you know. I have had that conversation a lot this weekend where it is the sense of community has really grown post pandemic. And it really feels like the people are starting to understand what conventions can be for just kind of your mental health as yeah. someone in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you and I were talking yesterday that I think most of us are like the weird kid crew and like we found right. our weird kid friends. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like- <laughs> yep. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And in, in talking to so many different people, especially at this show, it is the people talking about D&D and people talking about anime. <laughs> <laughs> no names yeah. but you know outed yeah and it's funny how they're like okay i really enjoy D, but i enjoy the adult and i like anime and i like the adult yeah. and it's nice that all of these little pockets of niche enjoyments come together here yeah, it's true yeah. yeah we can all be freaks together that's right <laughs> so Before we get started, as well, we've kind of already gotten started, but can you tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media? I always say this all the time that hopefully I'm your screensaver, but no one knows what a screensaver is anymore. Uh, (laughs) On your phone. Yeah, on your phone, on that background thing, the apps, you know, really crazy. (laughs) But you can find me on OnlyFans, Twitter, Aria K triple X, Instagram is XO Aria Cade. Many vids, clips for sale, loyal fans. I mean, you Google me, you find me, and hopefully when you're all alone at night and you need someone to keep you company, Mm -hmm. I can be there for you. (laughs) (laughs) She's waiting for your call. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and Sex Panther, too. So if you want to chat with me, I love texting with people, whether it's asking me questions about, what are you doing today? You know, hey, I'm about to have meetings. Can you just, you know, help me wake up? Or it's like, I've got a big load for you. And I'm like, yes, let's milk that load. (laughs) So I take phone calls, video calls, and you can text with me on Sex Panther. Oh, fantastic. I actually didn't didn't know they did video calls. Yeah, they do. I do them once in a blue moon because usually you will get all natural Aria, you know, mom life. So I don't usually wear makeup. You know, Mm. I will maybe put mascara on. You know, if I put makeup on when I'm at home, my kids go, Mommy, are you going to a party? I'm like... Yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. to a no pants party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, so I usually just don't wear makeup. So when you do a video chat with me, please be ready for the all natural, just uh, New Jersey mom. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I hear that a lot with people who do Sex Panther and the different ways that you can kind of talk one on one with models, mm-hmm. where it's more of truly. Hey, how you doing? How are things? Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a regular conversation. Yeah. Uh, there is the let's talk dirty, but it doesn't seem to be nearly as big a proportion as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, usually I get a lot of people that want to talk about my scenes, actually. Oh, okay. And they say, oh, talk to me about this one or that one. Mm-hmm. You know, this one's my favorite. I just watched this. And then I kind of give them the insight of how much I loved it. You know, my co stars, mm-hmm. and then I kind of will go through the play by play of like, oh, yeah, I really liked when this and this happened, but, you know, because I'm the one pretty much producing all of my own content. Oh, that's so it's, true. Yeah. You know, it's my heart and soul. So everything I do, I do because I want to be there. I've been very lucky that, 
you know, everyone's always like, give me your horrible stories about the industry. And I said, right. well, you know, I'm 33 years old and I have no problem saying no. <laughs> so, you right. know, so I make sure I'm doing what I love. So when people call and they ask, oh, tell me about this scene with so-and-so. I'm like, okay, so what happened was we did this, 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 and this. And it's, they kind of like the insight and then I'll dirty talk them through the, yeah. <laughs> through the scene too. So that's usually what I get. Yeah. That's probably one really good thing about shooting your own stuff is you do have that recall where you're not just going to a studio knock it out mm-hmm. a couple hours and you're gone and then someone's like man i love this scene you're like oh what scene was that and you have yeah, to go back and yeah. look i never even thought that's actually really good you're almost yeah. like an athlete because <laughs> athletes are good with that yeah okay muscle memory <laughs> yeah in this game in 1982 yeah. like oh yeah it yeah. was three for four you know exactly that's yeah. awesome uh, yeah even my production scenes i like to remember because I like to go in there high energy because I want to be there. Yes, it's great to get that exposure, but at the end of the day, I do what I love and I love what I do. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So as you can hear, fine listeners, I am warming up my voice with this interview, (laughs) of course. Like, I'm not sick. That is great. This might be a convention (laughs) first. But uh, just the volume that you have to talk out kind of wears out your voice. But beyond that... And beyond getting caught up with all your friends, how is your convention here in D.C.? How was it in New Jersey? How's the cycle been? Um, So New Jersey is always the big standard, in my opinion. I mean, we broke records the first day. It was standing room only. It was crazy. You know, and I always joke, I'm a Jersey girl. I said, well, Mm. nothing can top Jersey anyway. You know, we always throw the best parties. Um, (laughs) So I'm not saying this in a rude way. I'm saying Uh this more from a professional business standpoint okay okay so I'm, I'm giving a little bit of a precursor in new jersey you know I, I can talk for new jersey in new jersey life in new jersey is very expensive oh very okay. very expensive um we have some of the highest taxes around we don't have strip clubs that are the same as others um they're expensive to get into then you're paying for everything we don't right. have full nudes we don't have full bars so if you want anything and same with new york city you know, it, it's, it gets expensive. Yeah. So a lot of people that are coming to New Jersey understand the, the cost of the naughty living, if you will, okay. and just the cost of life in general. So most fans come ready to spend. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I never even thought so about that. So I don't know that. if it's if there's a correlation, but I found that Chicago was pretty good with that, too. And, you know, one of my best friends, uh, you know, Jenny Tay is out in Chicago and she said, oh, yeah, it's really expensive out here, too. Mm. And I said, oh, well, maybe that could be why or or whatnot. Or there when we get, you know, the strip clubs with the feature dancers, a lot of people come out, you know, for the features and everything in Chicago has a lot of that, too. So I don't yeah. know if there's a trend with that or not. Um, mm. Dulles has been great. A lot of people coming out, you know, they're excited. It's their first time here. Some have been here last year and this year yeah. you know um i'm kind of lucky that most of my fans that come by they they know me and they're excited to purchase new prints and every single expo i go to i always make sure to at least have one or two new photos to put into the rotation for those that make sure to come to every single one yeah oh that's so, awesome so yeah so it's been really good i just love seeing people and i always say at the end of the day i'm not the one counting how many quarters i have <laughs> you, know? <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know at the end i really just love being there with fans and even chatting with people and handing out my cards mm. i really gauge it on how many cards i've passed out oh okay you know it's like oh great i got 
X, Y, and Z amount of uh, exposure this time. I've been mm. passing out this many cards, and so someone else is now going to click on me, whether it's my social media or my paid platforms. Yeah. So I kind of like doing it that way, and I come from a networking versus a, you know, this much money in my piggy bank when I leave. <laughs> yeah. Is is that what conventions are for you? Is it a lot of not only networking, are you able to shoot content, or is it mainly focused on the floor of the convention? So I've done a little bit of both. When I was First, starting off, I was very, very silly and shooting like five scenes before I even got to the expo floor oh per my. day. Yeah, and it would burn me out real fast. Yeah, um, I'm an old lady. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not a lady of the night. I'm a lady of the nine to five. Right. <laughs> you know, like, so I, I definitely thrive within those hours. So now I would love to be shooting with everyone twenty four seven, but I've kind of stepped away. And unless there's someone, which I know is hard because a lot of my friends who are local to me will still come to the expos and I'd love to be shooting with them. If it's someone like a New Jersey Richard Mann, he's someone that I shot with from day one. He yeah. literally was my first scene and the person that got me into the industry. He's West Coast based. So if I see him at an expo or if I'm at the same expo, I make sure, okay, I haven't seen him a lot. I'm going to shoot with him. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, I'm like, oh, you know, sorry, but I'm not really going to shoot. When I was at AVN, uh, before COVID and everything, I was lucky enough to shoot with Mick Blue and with Isaiah Maxwell. I mean, oh wow, that was fantastic, and that was a dream come true too. So I kind of, you know, I've spoiled myself with <laughs> being able to kind of, uh, you know, Aria Katie is a hunter. I like to <laughs> oh. find you and pick you out and be like, oh yes, you're okay. gonna, you're you're going to be shooting with me. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of have stepped away from the crazy shooting around expos. I see it more as a marketing and networking. Um, opportunity because like in any business you got to put money into it to get money out of it so I kind of come out here just for exposure and and more to see my friends you know for that hustle and I'm sure that puts you in a better mindset for the convention where you take that I need to do all of this pressure off of yourself oh yeah very much so and I feel bad because I've got so many friends like oh yeah we should shoot and I'm like I was like, hey, I don't shoot at night because I'm, I'm in my footy pajamas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably a thing. Yeah, so. probably it is. You know, just cut a hole, you know, <laughs> reindeer, you know, my Santa, my penguin PJs. Right, right. <laughs> you know? But you know, I really like to do everything in the morning. And I know a lot of people like to do the late night parties and everything. So a lot of times we have different schedules. So I was right. like, you know, I just don't want to burn myself out. I did that once in New Jersey, not this year, but last year I did a shoot that was supposed to start at. 10 or 11 when the expo closed and Mm. I didn't get out of there till 2 a.m. because everyone had been partying a little too much and I was like... I was like, never again. Yeah. I got back to the hotel and I feel so bad for Chris because he just got the wrath of Arya being like, you know, the pageant smile while I was on set. But as soon as I got back, I was like, ah, this was so ridiculous, you know. So so I haven't really shot too much at expos in the last last year. AVN, Mm. you know, I'll probably be shooting more than on the actual expo floor i'll probably just be a nomad okay um at avn and then walk around a little bit and if anybody wants to take me at their booth cool if not you know mm. i'll kind of just be going there to shoot and see friends again yeah. you know yeah so, that's good yeah. that's good <laughs> when you meet new fans or just people in general walking around the convention floor are they ever surprised at you being 5'10", because we seem to be in this lane of the uber petite performers where they're all five foot, 
And when they see you, and like many, you wear a little bit of a heel, so you're even a little bit taller than that. But do you ever get that, holy crap, are you tall? I do. Every single time. <laughs> every single time. And they think it's really funny that I'm the same height as my banner, too. Oh, my, yeah, I never even thought <laughs> yeah, about so if that. if you go next to my banner, I'm like, the same height as it? And I was like, yeah, it's life-size Barbie, you know? And uh, I, even when I go on set, I try to remind people that I'm 5'10", and I'm quote unquote real life tall mm-hmm. because nine times out of ten I'll show up on set and if I'm the only you know uh, female performer they'll be raising their lights for oh, me to do, like, about that. To do yeah. shots and everything so yeah most people are very surprised that I'm quote unquote real life tall right. <laughs> you know and I'm 5'10 I always joke I'm 5'11 when I stand up straight and I can hear my aunt yelling at me and smacking me in the back stand up Aria right. yeah. Sorry, yeah. You know? <laughs> like putting my shoulders back and everything so yeah, yeah. People are usually very, very surprised. And a lot of times new fans that walk by go, oh, shit, like, look at that tall girl. And they're like, oh, like, hey, like, what's up? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any challenges to being a taller performer, especially if you work with other women who might be Mm -hmm. five foot tall? I could imagine, like, you're in a 69 and they're just giving you, like, belly raspberries Mm -hmm. because they can't even get to the important parts, you know? Yeah, so... I mean, I'm more of a dom personality anyway. Um, so I, right off the bat, will kind of dom and, and, mm. and take over if there's another girl. I mean, even if there's another guy, because I'm very efficient and type A. So Ooh, okay. with girls, it's not as hard, I'd say, because girls are a little more bendy. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> not wrong. So sometimes people can like move around and everything like that. Not that the guys in this industry aren't, you know, they're all fantastic and i've been on sets where i i joke later on that i could have been a sex you know like a a sex doll and it still would have been a hot scene because they were just so great yeah a lot of times it's hard if i'm on furniture and i'm a little too extra long for furniture or like a corner spot or a table um that's really when it gets funky when i'm like all right how am i going to position myself when i've got all of these legs to now fit on (laughs) right Uh, because my torso is like normal size but my hips and my legs start up actually really high and i'll i'll show you when we stand on the expo floor i'll show you i'll put my hands on my hip and (laughs) and show you where they start so they're a little bit extra long proportionally Mm. to my body and honestly one of the besides my husband honestly one of the first times that anyone's like really ever picked me up and like manhandled me mm-hmm. was on set because i'm so tall and i've got so much <laughs> leg to hold on to so you know when these guys are picking me up and knowing what to do with my legs i'm like oh good job dude like right. yeah knowing what to do with the tall girl okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah i think it's honestly more the furniture that gets mm. you know even getting onto a chair when I've got extra legs and like then coming I'm straddling someone so I have to spread my legs a little bit more to right. get down on someone versus like them are oh, you know I never even thought about that yeah. yeah oh I've totally destroyed my knees because of I've had to wedge my knees into chair cushions or wicker chairs to get low enough mm-hmm. to do a scene and I've gotten out of it and like oh why didn't you say something I'm like because it was a really hot angle and it was a really hot scene right <laughs> you know so yeah I would imagine Staying in hotels is kind of hit and miss because in the hotel that I'm in, Mm -hmm. these mattresses are so soft and I can't deal with that. But that might help actually with shooting because you can get lower if you're on top. But if it's a hard mattress. So I prefer to not have my hands or anything sink because sometimes depending on the angle, I can kind of tripod it with a hand okay if you will or like kickstand it for a good angle to rearrange my legs where i need them so sometimes with a soft mattress you're like oh i'm melting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah that is true um and especially when you're bouncing you know the hard mattress you 
can kind of control the recoil and the, like the yes. comeback versus like the soft one. You're like, oh, there's hold on. Okay, wait, no, come back up. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it is definitely hard. I try to look at all the pictures of the hotels I'm staying at to see like, okay, what kind of furniture do they have in there that can be useful? Wow. Um, I've even resorted to, you know, now there's so many hotel shoots and you see the same background, the same hotel furniture. Yes. I've resorted a little bit now to using the bathroom and using the mirror angles. And mm. if they have like marble or I'll squirt in a bathtub. So I'll put a tripod up and I'll just squirt in a bathtub and just so that I don't have to clean up afterwards. Smart. <laughs> you know? Very smart. So, yeah. <laughs> As you were talking about, you put out a crazy amount of content on your OnlyFans and on your many vids. I know it's almost a necessity to stay on top of making new product, but how can you stay so consistent with your releases, especially living in an area that really isn't a hub for porn? Yeah, so it's not. So right now there's been a little bit of a lull because it's getting close to the holidays and I am a mom. So mm. this year I've kind of been like, you know, I'm going to be shooting content that's more, you know, I love everything, but I do also enjoy women. I do also enjoy some, you know, different. I do like fucking my husband. <laughs> you know? right. Like I'm going to put out a little more of that. Mm. Um, it is very, very hard um, because like I said, two kids, I, my hours are nine to two and on the East coast, everyone's working a nine to five. Right. So finding someone that can work with my hours is really, really hard or finding someone that we have the same brand. Um, mm. There's a lot of um, like cosplay, too, um, in my area. And I'm not even going to try to compete with these amazing people that have amazing costumes, these great fantasy backgrounds. Mm -hmm. You know, I always, I never say that I'm doing cosplay. I always say, like, I'm themed. <laughs> you know? Oh, there you or go. I've got a costume because so many people spend so many hours on their costumes and, mm. and everything like that. So I rely mostly on when I travel to Vegas or L.A. to shoot content. And a lot of times I just do content trips. So I eat the... Hello. Is that mine? Okay. I don't know. <clears throat> Ooh, who's behind door number one? <laughs> Hello, beautiful ladies. I didn't know there are beautiful ladies next door. <laughs> I'll come give you ladies a hug. <laughs> oh, yeah, come over. I'm probably all gross and overheated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> it's like Marco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we, we were interrupted during the interview by Maya Romero and Cherry Love. We, I, we were thinking that housekeeping was knocking on the door, and it was them. It was There's adorable. Two beautiful women. That's today. right. It was the perfect way to wake up. Uh, so you were talking about being the nine to two oh, shooter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard. So I do a lot of content trips. So. It's a little bit expensive, so you got to get money in the bank, especially to fly from New Jersey to L.A. or Vegas or whatnot. So when I do content trips, yes, it would be nice to have paid shoots as well, but I want my content to be on point, and I don't want to be hating myself by the time I get to my content or, or whatnot. So the last trip I did out to Vegas for content, I produced my own gangbang mm -hmm. um, and everything, so that was lots of fun. So I've kind of 
just been like, you know what, I need to separate the two. I have to have my content where I focus only on content trips and then I, you know, focus on paid trips and everything like that. Mm. So it's, it gets hard, it gets expensive, but you have to invest in your brand for everyone, anyone else to want to invest in it. So yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that gangbang in a minute. <laughs> Actually, we'll get to it right now. It seems like you've really begun to broaden your reach mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to some of the things that you created this year. As you said, uh, your first self-produced gangbang, mm-hmm. uh, your first trans scene and more. What's it like to stretch your sexual wings and kind of dive into the, these new content genres? Uh-huh, besides just stretching my pussy in my throat. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that. You go with what you're good yeah, with. You know? Exactly. So, I mean, I always joke, I love, I love beautiful women. Um, and a lot of my fans saw me from the start, um, you know, with these big guys and just doing boy girl and everything like that. You know, my starting scenes being with like Richard Mann and Rome Major and all that stuff. And it kind of set a tone and boxed me in a corner. And then I said, you know what? You know, this is great. I've got you know, a following. And if they're truly Aria Cade followers, then they'll be okay with scrolling through and be like, ah, you know, maybe girl, girl isn't my thing, but I still love Aria. And maybe next week she'll have what I like or vice versa. So, so I'm really expanding because I've been more okay with like, you know what? I just want to do what I love too. And add that in there a little bit. Um, you know, I pepper in some, some stuff with Chris as well. We do like POV sloppy blowjobs. And there's one scene, I don't know if I've alluded to it before with you where we went out to date night. Did I tell you? No. Okay. So we were going to go out to date night and you know, I did put my hair in like a cute ponytail, did some makeup and everything. And he's like, Oh, you want, he's like, Oh my God, you look really hot. You want to like quickly put the, the, you know, the camera on a tripod and do like a quick blowjob scene. I said, okay. I said, but do not, mess my makeup up I said you can fuck my face but like I just did my hair and my makeup and you see him I'm always sloppy so I knew I was gonna have to powder my chin again right right. and you see him pull out and slap my face with his slobber covered (laughs) dick and then just wipe his dick all over my face and you see my smirk going like Chris Kate I told you not to fuck with my and so the video is literally called Fuck Your Makeup. Oh, that's... <laughs> look for it, <Yeah>. folks. <laughs> so we, I've kind of had a little... More, you know, I have fun in every single scene I do, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a little more fun and enjoy... You know, I did some great girl-girl scenes with Sophia West, mm-hmm. um, who I wanted to get my hands on for a while, and coincidentally, she said she wanted to do the same, but we never... <laughs> you know, we were all just like, oh, she's really hot. Oh, she's really hot. Right. You know? Kind of a thing, and that, that we have two scenes together um, that we did, and they're just very real scenes. You know, we weren't really stopping and starting, getting the camera, putting it, you know, directly up close. It is all real, passionate, you mm-hmm. know, genuine girl girl sex and yeah. real orgasms and everything. And, you, you know, when I sent it, you know, to Chris, I was like, babe, you know, I, we weren't really going crazy with the up close angles and doing this and that. And he goes, oh, no, this was so fucking hot. Like, this is going straight to my spank bank because you can tell that you guys are genuinely enjoying this and it's like a real, you know, almost voyeur-esque scene to watch everything, right. you know, happen. Yeah. Um, so I've just kind of, you know, 
and doing more passion projects and it, and it feels good you know i'm just a, i always say it i'm a greedy slut and i really <laughs> love everything except for anal because i like to eat food right <laughs> we'll we'll get caught up well yeah. you actually lead me to a couple questions that i have and the one is you've worked with so many amazing performers with your clip and subscription sites uh johnny sins sophia mm-hmm. west rebel writer shelby paris Will Tile, Lexi Luna, Roe Major, Dallas Strokes, Kai Eve, Sonia Harcourt, Isaiah Maxwell. I could go on and on. How do you choose who to bring into the fold? Is it chemistry, passion, reputation, all of the above? Mm-hmm. A little bit of both, um, or all of the above, honestly. Uh, a lot of times I'll ask Triple uh, X star PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's like my go to, and he's great. You know, we have our daily phone calls, <laughs> we okay. kind of catch up. And a lot of times I'll be like, hey, I'm traveling to this place. Give me your top three favorite guys and top three favorite girls. And I'll Hmm. see if on my list there's any overlap or someone I didn't have on my list or whatnot. Um, A lot of times I'll scroll through Twitter and I'll be like, oh, that's really hot. This person knows how to do angles or, you know, this position or that position or, you know, at the end of the day, it is a lot of marketing too. like, oh, you've got a great following, you know, and it looks like more or less your brand is the same, you know, as mine too, that if we did content, it's not going to be a loss for you or I. Mm, Um, I got you. Okay. I th- Johnny Sins and I shot that scene. So I only just released it within the last year, I'd say. But that was from my first ever L.A. trip. When I oh, was wow. like Super baby Aria. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was kind of keeping it in my vault. And I was going to, you know, I was giving it to subscription only like little, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. I'm like, you know what? Like, this is just such a hot, passionate scene that I need to, you know, put it out there. So I did that. Um, Isaiah Maxwell has a fantastic reputation. Mm. Um, he is the sweetest guy in the industry, honestly. Every single scene you do, he's excited to do it. He's happy and enthusiastic to work with you, whether it's on a mainstream set or it's just your content. He oh, really just awesome. always brings that energy, and I love it. Uh, Will Tile knows that anytime I'm in Vegas, he's in trouble. <laughs> you know, because like, <laughs> I've got like a bounty on his dick. I'm like, you're coming to, you know, be used. Get over to my hotel room now. <laughs> so actually, when I did my gangbang, I reached out to Will and I'm like, Will, you know that I want you in my gangbang. You know, mm-hmm. give me a list of 10 guys who you like to work with, A, and B, who you know would be good in a scene. Um, like this too. I, I didn't get that call. That really hurts. I know. I'm sorry. Damn it. I must have been 11. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we were probably uh, lucky away. number 13. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also weren't in Vegas. So that's uh, why, yeah. yeah, that's why you weren't in the, in the final cut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. So I, you know, uh, Mick Blue, I met at AVN, was it technically 2020? And you know, he could have been doing saying this to be coy, and he's he was fantastic to work with. I followed oh. him for a while, and he has a love of uh, you know racing and Porsches and everything. And I grew mm. up with Formula One racing in my blood, and you know, love for German engineering. Mm. So I saw him on the expo floor, and I started talking to him about like Le Mans and Porsche racing and Formula One racing. He's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Oh, are you shooting content?" I said, "Yes, I am." (laughs) So so it's kind of you know great to just meet people and just talk about real life stuff and Mm. you know see if their energy or you know really does sync up to the person that you see on social media. Um, Sonia Hardcore is great. She's in New York City, so we've kind of linked up because of that. Um, I think she and I met because of my first Exotica Expo. So mm. a lot of times I meet people at Expos and I'm like, oh, okay, like definitely have to remember you adding you to my social media, like putting you on my list of like people I want to work with. Yeah. Uh, I joke that I'm 
probably a little too type A, and my husband will agree. <laughs> I'll make lists for locations of who's in each location and who to contact when I'm in different places, okay. both people I've worked with and haven't worked with. You know, Lexi Luna is a very, very good friend of mine. She's um, awesome. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's such a sweetheart. Uh, sometimes when she comes out to to New York City just to kind of do a quick little getaway, you know, we'll go out for a nice steak dinner and everything, and mm-hmm. vice versa. When we're in we're in Vegas, we'll go to a nice nice dinner and everything. So it's always nice to catch up. So sometimes I'll I'll bounce things off of her, or mm-hmm. she'll be like, "Oh, have you ever worked with this person? You really have to." And mm-hmm. it's that's like we were saying that sense of community. We kind of yeah. look out for each other, and you know connect people and say hey have you met this person have you shot with this person and you know it's really it's really really great and you know i'm a like i said i'm a greedy slut i love giving sloppy <laughs> blowjobs i love showing off my deep throating skills okay. and everything too so any time that i can show off that i do it um i shot with dread too in la and that was a funny uh situation because i was super excited I'm like it's dread like this right. is like the you know you're out the summit of Mount Everest right now, right. you know, like, let's see if we can get there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to prep for this to, you know, to like stretch myself a little bit. And I didn't, I totally dropped the ball. I went in pretty much cold and I, oh, you know, no. I was doing the thing that I'm like, come on girl. Like I'm talking to my, <laughs> talking to my pussy and I'm like, you got this girl. Like you got this, you know, in it to win it, take that dick, right. like, be that chip. And I did. And he was just so great. Also another really sweet, genuine person, mm. um, you know, OG in the industry. And after that shoot, I went and I did a a content scene um, with my girlfriend, Sarah St. Clair. And Mm. we're mid-scene. It's just, you know, content, but it was beautifully done um, by Dean Capture out in L.A. And he does great shoots. Yeah. And we're just, you know, touching each other, starting to play. And she, like, looks at me and she goes, oh, you had a scene with Dread today, didn't you? And I was like, yeah, why? She goes, because my, my finger, my hand is nowhere near as big and thick as his dick. She goes, mm-hmm. I'm going to fist you. Oh, And I'm like, wow. oh, fuck. I'm like, I just took Dread. Please be gentle. And all of a sudden you see him, boop. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know? But, you know, she has, like, the tiniest hands so right, like, at that yeah. point. But I was like, oh, I was like, girl. <laughs> you know. So it was just funny to, you know, just meet different people and, you know, kind of connect. And, you know, if you don't reach out to someone, then the worst they can say is no. Right. You know, and you can at least try and say, hey, will you shoot with me? There are times that I've reached out to male talent. And I've been like, hey, will you do content with me? I'm like, oh, well, my rate is X, Y, and Z. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that's perfectly fine. Because there are a lot of times that if someone reaches out to me and I see that our brand, you know, doesn't really align or, you know, maybe they, this is horrible to say, maybe they don't have as big of a following or an established following on especially platforms and everything. You know, I'm like, I'll do a paid trade with you. So I completely understand someone coming back to me and saying, hey, you know, this is my rate or whatnot. Mm. So at the end of the day it's like i'll still reach out to everybody and say yeah. hey you want to shoot with me like let's see if we can you know i see that you're in the same spot as me right now or i see that you've just shot a bunch of this style or genre so right yeah, yeah and it's no harm no foul you can't take it, what anybody says personally it's like listen that's yeah. you're doing what has got you to where you are and want to be mm-hmm. that's fine yeah, yeah i always say porn is not uh an equal employment opportunity uh, right <laughs> division because if they want a cute little blonde with fake tits and a big ass they're not calling Aria to oh, right, yeah. and vice versa if they're looking for a tall brunette that's tattooed and you know natural tits they're not going to call that blonde you right. know and you got to be okay with that because yeah. everyone has a scenario in their head of how the scene's going to go or what they need that month you know for their fans or their content you know yeah. and I like to listen to my fans to hear what they like don't like or want to see more of too and we all do that yeah you know? <laughs> 
That would explain a lot because I don't get the, we're looking for an older chubby ginger call <laughs> and that hurts. It truly hurts. I mean, I feel like this would be the best season for you though. Right? Like Gets dark earlier. <laughs> because, well, also it's like the gingerbread man. Oh, come on. Come on. All right, I'll shoot with you. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, run, run, run as fast as you can. Like, you can't fuck me because I'm the gingerbread man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the talent that you've worked with, have you ever gotten caught up, almost awestruck with them? Like, even mid-scene where you're like, I can't believe I'm having a scene with this person. Every single time. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah, every single time. Honestly, I a lot of people are like, well, you know, who's your type or this and that? And I said, honestly, like, energy. Energy mm. gets me. You are excited to be there, then it's on, like, Donkey Kong. And yeah. I try to show up on set like that, too. Like, this is going to be the best scene, you know, this, this and that. And I've just been able, like, you just rattled off all those names and, and more that I've shot with. I'm awestruck all the time wow. i really am um even something silly as someone saying oh you look so pretty like oh you you know we're much prettier in person and i'm like well i don't know if that's good or bad because you know like photography and videos uh, are like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, but you know i still i still blush at that you yeah. know getting compliments it's it's great you know everyone likes to be complimented and mm. you know feel great my dog fart scene that i did was with isaiah and, and prince and those were one of those moments where i was like i could have just been an inflatable doll and they would have still have made it a great scene to have two OGs like that as yeah. my dog fart, you know, debut was fantastic. Yeah. So it's every single time that I'm with someone, I'm like, wow, it's like, you want to fuck Aria Cade? Like, shit. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, like, I'm here. Like, nice. You know? <laughs> and in a way, I can see why someone would say you're prettier in person because it takes into account the energy that the scene might have, mm -hmm. but you don't get the full brunt of when mm -hmm. you actually meet them i totally get it because yeah. you are stunning but when you get your personality and that energy you're like she she's got it oh thank you yeah, yeah i always everyone laughs when they see me at an expo i'm like oh you're smiling you're bubbly and i was like <laughs> i know because i do the jersey smirk in every single <laughs> right. picture that i post so i <laughs> right. look like very like you know it, this can go one of two ways right yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> kind of a look so i I uh, have to be better with posting silly videos, even on my Twitter, or on my pages of being like, good morning, guys. Like, here's a quick insight of like, even if I'm in, I'm in a sweatshirt or a sweater and being like, this is the real me and and kind of doing a little more of that. So yeah. you can see the goofier, you know, <laughs> smiley side of Aria versus just the, you know, let me take your soul with my mouth. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. then we'll take uh, some silly pictures at the expo oh, yeah, to absolutely. help that brand. I'll do like the cross-eyed tongue out. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> now, as you said, you have a number of talents when it comes to what you create. And one of them is your gift for BJ's. <laughs> How did you develop your technique? Like, was there a performer that you were a fan of that did what you liked? Or did it just kind of come naturally as a talent? Um, so blowjobs were actually the last thing I did sexually in my personal life, which is kind of funny. Interesting. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, because I love to give them. And I don't, I honestly, I don't know why that was one of the last things that I did. Um, I probably just fucked everybody and was like, yeah, okay, good. High five. You're off. Cool. Okay, right, don't yeah. ever call me again. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I kind of just go with the flow. The first person I shot with was Richard Mann, and he was very great with knowing that I'm new and then encouraging the slut in me, if you will. You know, okay. so he he's like, yeah, but let it be sloppy. You know, breathe this way. You know, all little things uh, that are still okay. sexy to say on scene, but also helpful. Mm. Um, I kind of just try different things and see if they work or not. It was someone the other day said, oh, yeah, I really want to try have that Aria K technique. I love your technique. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, OK, wow. I was like, cool. I was like, nice. You know, <laughs> um, I won't even lie that I get in the zone when I give blowjobs like I when you hear me moan uh, on on set, you know, in the scenes and everything. It's real. I'm not faking anything. I, I don't fake anything in any of my scenes because mm. I, I really genuinely love being there and. I will moan. I'll get into it. I just like love knowing like, okay, like I'm pleasing you. You're getting off, like trying new things, seeing what makes my partner moan a little bit more, what Mm. they enjoy a little bit more. And the other day, I, I don't want to say I zoned out, but it was in a good way. Like I got in the zone, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden I like, I don't know if I was singing in my head, like, cause I was so excited, you know, just like, I'm loving this and I'm just like, you know. You know, cue like really corny music. Like I like to ride my bicycle. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, something silly that like makes no sense. You know, at the time, and I just started something new where, like, you know, I give super sloppy blowjobs, and I was now I'm going to paint a picture for everybody, and I'm so sorry, Mr. Dangle, that now you have to you're going to watch me, you know, air jerk and explain this. Okay, right. but I was, you know, I'm super sloppy, so you're lu- you're lubed all over because okay. of my because of my <laughs> slobber, and I'm stroking, and as I'm stroking, I'm continuing to bob my head, but. But I'm coming down with my hand, going all the way down to your balls, then oh, cupping okay. your balls, then continuing to come back up. And I'm doing long strokes with my hand. So it's like ball, shaft, tip, shaft, balls, okay. that, like that way. But I'm continuing to bob my head double time. So it's almost like it's a syncopated beat. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm doing that. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I did it one day to my husband. Sorry, babe, that you weren't the first person that I tried that on. Because <laughs> I don't think I probably get in a zone like with my husband, you know, oh, right, like, right. as much as I would on set. And he's like, where did that go? Like, where did you learn that? I'm like, honestly, I probably I think I was singing in my head one day on set. And it just happened. He's like, oh, I like it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Add it to a list of things to continue to <laughs> right. do, you know. So a lot of times I'm just like, oh, I wonder if this works. Or like, oh, I'm extra sloppy here. Let's move this all around, you know. Mm. So I kind of just – and you feed off of each person. And, you know, each person likes something different. Some people want, oh, give lots of attention to my balls. Or, mm. no, don't touch my balls at all. Like, right. touch me this way. Stroke me that way. You know, everyone is shaped differently and everything too. So, you know, whether it's on set or not, every partner is going to be different and like different things. Yeah. You know, so – don't worry dick will be coming back Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again welcome back to the pervert nation here he is dick Dangle. You also have the ability to squirt, which the listeners may have picked on when we did the interview mm-hmm. in New Jersey. And we were actually trying to arrange something at this trip, uh, but sadly, we are not able to accomplish it. But I'm going to hold I you know. to it. Oh, I, I told him, I said, next uh, expo round, I'm going to squirt all over and be a really, really greedy girl. I. 
the hard thing sometimes on expos is that I'm not hydrated enough, right. you know, so I've just been running around. and like, I want to make sure that you use that Speedo and cap yeah. and goggles well. Like, I want you soaked. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> I want you soaked. She, she didn't realize, like, oh, we'll see if we can make this happen. And it popped into my head. I thought it'd be really funny that I got a Speedo swimmer's cap and swimmer's goggles and floaties. I know. And now I feel extra like an <laughs> asshole because I told I teed him up. I was probably I was like, well, I'm going to get it and I'm going to squirt all over and you're going to like it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I wanted it to be a surprise. So I actually cut it out of our yeah. interview. So, but yeah. Yeah, no. But next time I will probably, sadly, the next Exotica I will be at will probably be New Jersey. Right. Next year because Chicago is really close to my birthday because I'm a 420 baby. Oh, okay. So I'll be spending my birthday weekend at home with my family versus going to Chicago. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're not that far away. So maybe I'll do a oh, drive by squirt. You know? A drive by squirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hit. Yeah, I'm hit. Oh God, oh God. It's in my eye. Oh right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna be at AVN. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. Oh, so then we'll do it at AVN okay. then because I like I said I'm gonna be a nomad at AVN, so yeah. I'm not really gonna be killing myself on the floor. So yeah, we'll yeah. do it. There we go. All we'll right. Put you in my bathtub, and I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding you there to she it. She blows. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my question about it, beyond all that, and now I'm a mess, yeah. is when did you develop that? Um. So funny enough, this story, and if this gentleman knows who he is, who I haven't seen since college. Um. So Arya Kate has always been a slut. So it's really funny that when friends that I've lost or have been like, I can't do this. I'm like, yeah, but I was always fucking guys at the bar. What do you, and he would high five me afterwards. Now right. I'm just Googleable as their, their words. I'm yeah. not, you know, um, I was in college and my boyfriend at the time was from the Ivory Coast. So he spoke French as well. Ooh. He looked like the actor from uh, Gladiator and Blood Diamond. Um, I can't think of his name yeah, off the top of my that. head. Yeah. Um, you know, really great, like stoic uh, gentleman. So he's fucking me from behind and I squirt all over. I don't know what it is. Mm. I've never seen it. Like this was back in the day where like you download stuff on your laptop for college and now you have to bring it to the person to fix it and you have to explain to your parents, you know, why, <laughs> right. why you have a broken laptop. You yeah. know? So it wasn't as easy, you know, in the early 2000s and everything. Um, to do that so I squirt all over and he was excited and he starts to yell in French I do not speak French <laughs> so I freak out thinking that he's freaking out that oh, like okay. something bad happened yeah. because for girls it's a very weird like release of control and you don't really know <laughs> you know first time it's like what's happening yeah. you know? in that situation I literally grabbed all of my clothes butt naked run out of his dorm room and sprint to my dorm room wow. like, yeah because I had no idea what it was. And then I realized, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> you yeah. know? Meanwhile, he's still you know, yelling after me in French. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> a and B, like, what the fuck just happened? Right. I have kind of played with it with a Hitachi, if you will. Mm. Kind of finding that spot and everything. I have also honed my uh, Jedi mind powers. And, you know, I can get off just by isolating muscles. It's the kinesiologist in me. I get okay. off on that kind of thing. Um so it's, you know, taken a little while to hone in on the skills and then to squirt on command mm. more everything to fully let go. Because just to get it, you know, to really squirt, you have to fully give in to that orgasm and to that feeling. And I feel like a lot of times 
leading up to before I honed my skills, I would just edge myself. Oh, when I right, would, right. You know, when I would play with myself because once I get off, I'm insatiable. I'm a freaking chihuahua humping pillows. Going, <laughs> Who's going to give me my next pop? Who's going to give me, you know, it's like, you know, the, the drug of the orgasm, right. you know. Um, I did a scene with, with Chris for Evolved Fights and I won, of course. Right. And so, you know, we're finishing and he, you know, I'm straddling his face and he's laying down and he's looking me, you know, and I'm like fucking his his face, you know, and everything. And he's, you know, looking me and sucking on my clit and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to score. And then I got to the point that I'm like, shit, I think I edged myself and I'm not going to be able to, you know, pop that cork and just, you know, everything. I'm like, oh, and I go to kind of stand up a little bit. And as I stood up, I must have like gotten myself into a better position comfortably mm. and i squirt all over his face standing <laughs> over him in his eyes up his oh, nose oh, oh, you just see him going ah, yeah. you know, like, so of course i have to play it off i'm like yeah you take that like yeah. next time you pop in my eye you know like whatever <laughs> so so it's kind of funny but i i mean in my gangbang scene i think i squirt like five or six times wow. um in that scene you know i had dv so i got two and two in my vagine you know right, right. Right. Um, and everything. So sometimes it just happens and I'm not even, I'm just like, oh, fuck, like, sorry. Like, you know, probably should have geared the, especially the fans up. Like, I'm going to like, oh, fuck, I'm going to. And then a more of an O oh moment and the right. show off. Um, but most of my squirts on set and on scene have been kind of like in the moment. Oh, like shit. You know, and then I'll try to continue to, to do it again. Um, so I've had some fans ask me previously, oh, do you squirt? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I am in some of my scenes, but you have to like, you have to look for it, yeah. you know? Um, I have to be better with like doing some more. I have some solo scenes too where I'll like squirt all over mm. and everything. So yeah, I got to be doing some more naughty squirt for my fans. <laughs> you always talk about yourself as the greediest slut. Mm-hmm. When did you become comfortable with that? part of you did that happen before you got into adult did performing just kind of enhance it like it's a strong moniker to kind of name yourself yeah so i was very sexually active um in college and then my early 20s you know sadly there's always a story right you know mm. had a very serious boyfriend my senior year of high school to my first year in college found out he cheated on me and because he didn't go away to college so he was at home you know and what is it the first wives club when uh the late mrs trump you know r.i.p uh says don't get angry get everything oh okay and so i figured i'm not gonna get angry i'm just gonna fuck everybody (laughs) um so i did pretty much i fucked every gentleman on every sports team in college (laughs) to the point that when the summer uh season came and little aria is jogging around the practice soccer fields for a cross-country season the soccer coach is telling the new recruits do not look at her it will fuck up your game because they would they would be on trips talking about this girl they smashed and then they all realized that it was aria that they smashed yeah um yeah oh yeah really bad yeah i was just yeah man eater and i would go to go to bars and i would look around and my girlfriends would be like all right aria which one i'm like that one and then halfway through the night they'd be like oh where's aria and they're like uh she'll be back in 30 minutes max and they're at pop back in hey guys what's up i'm like don't ever call me <laughs> like don't don't oh, ever call wow. me dude. like we're yeah. good like uh, <laughs> i hunted you you're you're good like right. thank you you know so i was okay with that and i never really cared if someone 
called me any any terms. You know, I had serious boyfriends within you know those time frames too. Yeah. Um. Then when I met Chris, we were both you know greedy people, if you will, and and everything, and we both were able to fully open up and be okay with who we were because we're a switch couple. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we're both bi and. You know, he finally felt comfortable, honestly, because of this community to open up publicly that he was by, and that was huge for him. I remember he, his posts. Yeah, yeah, he never really had had done that, so I'm really happy that this community. And I'd like to think, you know, some of it was, you know, me being like, "Yeah, babe, like, you know, go ahead, like, this is something that you should be comfortable with," mm-hmm. um, and everything. So this community has really helped. I always explain to everybody that the word "slut" is normally not said by a guy. When it's being used as a term, right? A girl is going, oh my gosh, she's such a slut. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And I'm like, I like that because in that moment, her boyfriend or the guy she's with is going, yeah, babe, totally. She's such a slut. But in his head, he's going, what makes her a slut? Right. And I'm like, yeah, I want you to think about what makes me a slut. (laughs) So so that's kind of why I like that term. Um, I'm not really a full sub. And I like the word slut instead of sub because I like to please. I will never fully give in as a sub i joke that once you get degrading and you start to use those terms that into that very sub space mm-hmm. my d1 athlete will kick in and i'll be like who do we have to kill like who are we beating today in the playoffs you know from right. those like coaches that would yell in your face to like amp you up i'll yeah. get to that space and you know it'll have the opposite effect right. on me so i like the idea of slut because i'll do any you know i'll do it for you i'll please you like no one else can and i am super greedy mm. you know i just i can't help myself i just yeah. keep going <laughs> you know even if I, you know it's death by sex or death by greed you know that's right. how you'll find me yeah. <laughs> but it's the way you want to go fuck, i'd fuck myself to death you know right. like, that's exactly how i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna be an old lady and the poor emt boy that's 18 19 years old is gonna be like oh my god this old lady is like dead rigor mortis like right. butt naked right yeah but he's gonna learn something today yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> In doing research on your Pornhub page, I noticed a few things. You have 8.4 million video views and 26.8 thousand subscribers. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That is no small feat. Thank you. But I also noticed in some of these things that you're saying, in your list of hobbies, turn offs and turn on. So if I may. Yeah, of course. Your interest in hobbies, gangbangs, big dicks, cum, bukkake, fisting, lesbian, oral, BDSM, bondage, face-slapping, choking, whips, caning, hoi, uh, turn-ons, intelligence, respect, big dicks, wet pussies, mm-hmm. I like that, that needs to be a shirt, and turn-offs, body shaming, and I like that because as you said, you know, mm-hmm. we, we all come in different packages, we all enjoy sex differently, but these are some pretty intense, quote-unquote, hobbies how did you find your lane of sexual expression uh, before the industry? How did you find a safe place to explore it? Or did mm-hmm. most of it happen because you now have this safe space? So I'm, I'm sorry that when you read that list, I hope you read it in Chris's voice. Because Chris was the one that was helping me with the terms of like what oh, I'm saying, what I like. Okay. He was the one that's like, oh, that's what this is. That's what this okay. is. So he's the one on my profile, like searching the right terms okay. on porno because I'm not good at like 
finding the right tag and knowing what the term for things I like is. <laughs> so he's the one. So I hope you read that list and his voice as he's okay. doing it the right way for me. Right. You know, so I'm not like, I like the thing that does this, this, and this. He's like, oh, well, that's, you know. Right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> like, yeah. I like it on my face. That's thanks. blue cocky. Yeah, thanks, right. sexual dictionary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I really like impact play, um, you know, in a good way. I've been shamed before Chris. Honestly, I was shamed by lots of guys for some of the things I liked. And also it's really hard, right? In your personal life, you're told you do not hit, you know, someone you love or someone you may be able to overpower. You know, let's do the stereotypical, a man is not supposed to hit a woman, you know, like that kind of a thing. So in a lot of my, uh, you know, hetero relationships, they were afraid to kind of get rough with me or choke me or all this stuff because they've, it's been ingrained in them. You don't put your hands on a woman. Right. I had guys, you know, the body shaming thing. I had guys shaming me because I had, I call it an Audi pussy, right? So I have, I have lips, yes. you know, that, you know, just like to, to suck May you I in. Glorious. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> I and honestly, so much. this industry was the first, you know, and Chris was the first time I was really okay with someone going down on me, honestly, oh, because wow. I had been so shamed from not having a perfectly packaged pussy in mm. their eyes. You know? Right. Right. Um, so I think it's through exploration and being okay, like with Chris and I experimenting with different things. And I think I discovered that I like fisting very early on in my relationship with Chris. We were staying at one of our friends house, like in their basement on their couch after like New Year's or whatever. And he just like, we both wake up, he starts to finger me and I'm like, put another one in, uh-huh. no, put another, one in. <laughs> put another one in. And you know, and it was kind of like, you know, he wasn't fisting me, but like we were, you know, he was kind of stretching me a little bit and we were yeah. both kind of like, huh, like, cool. Okay. Like, let's see where this can go. You right. know? So, I mean, I always just like to explore new things. You know, I'm not very good with you know, a lot of people see like the BDSM and that, stuff there's a lot of electro play and fire and heat and everything and i can't do that at all Mm. if i get overheated i'm done for the day my hands and feet get hot like it's over for aria yeah um i don't like electro because i just get the sensations trigger a panic attack in me because i get those same sensations when i have a panic attack actually i get very like electrical impulse response throughout my body Mm. So I think it's just, oh, look, I can do this. Or, oh, I've never you know thought of this before. And Chris has kind of helped me a little bit, uh, too, with a lot of that. I had maybe one kinky partner in, in college who was actually 10 years older than me. So mm. they had explored a little bit more and were okay with sexuality. I didn't really do anything too too crazy, honestly, before I met Chris. And he and yeah. I kind of just explored a lot of stuff together. And we were on FetLife together in mm. the beginning of our relationship. So kind of looking on the blogs and, you know, what everyone was saying, too, yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, It's funny you say that because in a recent episode, I talked about uh, a clip that was on Twitter. And it had a quick face slapping because it was a very the man in control of the woman. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care for it because, like you said, that's just – it's not my nature, but that's what you're mm-hmm. you're taught not to do. Yeah. But I think part of it was also it didn't fit the narrative okay. of the scene or the yeah. clip that they had put on because it was just – I didn't expect it. It was like, oh, see, that didn't work for me. But maybe in the right context or in the right scene where you go, okay, now – Maybe, but I still yeah, have that. Still I still have, have such that, a yeah. difficult thing. I've really actually hard. had partners that were okay with breath play and, and mm-hmm. being choked, yeah. and that took a while. It didn't take a while to get comfortable with it. it. Took a while to get it to where 
I was doing it correctly, and they were they kind of were figuring out their limits. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely hard. I mean, I also have a very high pain tolerance, obviously, from all the tattoos I have. <laughs> <You> <laughs> right. know? I always tell everybody, don't ask me if it hurts, because I have people right. coming up. Oh, did it hurt? Like, which part was the worst? And I'm like, don't ask me that. I was like, I was on Ink Master several times, you know, and I sat for six hours, and my biggest fear was falling asleep on national television. You know, like, don't ask me about, you know, if it hurts or not. Sadly, I can't really do too much face slapping um, right now because I'm dealing with some pretty gnarly dental issues Mm. um, that I can barely even eat right now comfortably. Uh. And uh, so the face slapping is, you know, you can do a little slap um, Mm. the right way, um, but you can't really do any heavy marking anymore, especially now because I'm trying to produce content so much and trying to, you know, get back into the mainstream Mm. um, swing of things, you know, I can't be marked up. And because right. I'm so fair, I mark up very, very easily. You breathe on me and I'm boosted. <laughs> yeah. and so, so that, so a lot of times the impact play and that kind of stuff has to be put to the side or I have to schedule it, which is not as sexy to be like, hey, babe, you want to like, <laughs> you know, get get really rough with me. Yeah. But it has to be Tuesday at 2 p.m. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Not very sexy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's definitely shifted a lot of things. And same thing with breath play. You know, mm. you do have to find the right spot to put your hand right. between pass out and, ooh, this is hot. You know? Yeah, exactly. You're going to make me orgasm? Call an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're like, no, no, no. Ah, right there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I totally feel your pain. Bad dental genetics is the absolute worst. It really, really is. Yeah. And I'm a special case, too. I was in UMDNJ, which is now Rutgers, but uh, medical books from a young age. I'm a super special case. So a lot of people are like, oh, just get this, just get that. I can't get implants. I okay. I know. I can't do bone grafting. I can't do gum grafting. Um, wow. I can't do a lot of medication because I can't metabolize it. Mm. So when I tell most doctors, I'm like, I just want extractions and I want quick, you know, like these kind of fixes, bridges, da, da, da. they're like, oh, well, we don't do extractions. I'm like, well, that's what I need right. with my portfolio. So it's really hard to find. You know, I've been doing, I've been searching this last year. I said, okay, I'm finally going to do it this year. And no one will really take my case because wow. it's gnarly and I need a prosthodontist, a periodontist, an oral surgeon. You know, I need 20 different, you know, specialists in it. Yeah. And, you know, putting down that much money, you know, no matter with dental insurance or not, oh, you know, yeah. it hurts. So I'm like, oh, I was like, can I just get like a wrench or something? Yeah. You don't know those pliers and we'll just make it work. Right. You know? And I'll get some chiclets. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Them, you know? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah I, I feel that for sure. You talked about having a discussion with Mick Blue uh-huh. about F1 racing and racing in general. You're an athlete. You're an avid, avid sports person. But F1 is a little different. How did you get into racing? Uh, my father. Oh, okay. Uh, my father raced Formula Fords my entire life. No kidding. Yeah, so I oh, grew up on cool. the track. Watkins Glen was pretty much where I took my oh, first steps, wow. honestly. Yeah. Um, it's really, really cool. Uh I have pictures with Nigel Mansell, Mario Andretti. Wow. Uh, I raced go-karts one weekend, and Marco Andretti, who's now in Indy, was part of that group, um, you know, at the track, you know, racing his shifter carts and everything. You know, the need for speed is in my blood. I've been to Nuremberg Ring in Germany uh, for the F1 race. I've been to Montreal Grand Prix more times than I can count. I've been to Indy when F1 was in Indy. Mm. I've gone to MotoGP in Austin. 
you know, so I really, really love it. My dad is, you know, 70 years old and, uh, you know, I'm very blessed that I have two great parents, not very happy about what I do, you know, and we kind of don't ask, don't tell situation, but, Mm. you know, very lucky that they gave me a really great life and a really cool background. And he's 70 years old, has two motorcycles and they're not ride along motorcycles. They are, you know, your crotch rockets, if you will, motorcycles at 70 years old, you know, had a, uh, you know, an old school, you know, uh, McQueen from The Great Escape, you know, style okay, right, motorcycle right. that he drove cross country during COVID because he was bored. 70 years old from New Jersey to California and back in nine days. First person to ever do it on the model uh, motorcycle that he had. And we're like, why didn't you call up magazines? Ah, yeah. I was just whatever. I wanted to just do it, you know. Wow. So, yeah. So I, I've been to Indy Champ Car when that was around and, uh, you know, uh, the Road of America, um, Road of America in Wisconsin. I mean, it's just been in my blood forever so yeah. when i post about f1 it's you know it's because i love it you yeah. know i grew up in the senna era too right you know and everything so it's kind of cool to see but also makes you feel old seeing the sons of so-and-so and right everything. you know like mick <laughs> schumacher yeah. you know racing and you know watching that documentary i just ball my eyes out mm. you know watching that and it's neat to see now you know netflix pick up you know the the drive to survive and it's behind the scenes of F1. So you kind of see more and social media has totally changed it because now instead of it just being, you know, in the paddock or in the pits where drivers are feuding or there's something going on, you know, social media has it, Netflix has it. So it's it's very different. You know, I love seeing what goes on, you know, with the engineers and, you know, the crew plus the drivers, but sometimes it does get a little bit like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Like we need you. Everyone needs to put down their social media for a second. You know, we just drive, you know, it's really, it's really cool. I, you know, the bucket list is Monaco and I think that's everyone's bucket list. That's a, uh, an F1 fan or just a fan of, you know, travel in Europe, that really European experience. Uh, they're going to Vegas to next year in November. And I mean, I was like, who wants to take me? The tickets <laughs> are just astronomical. Oh, I'm you sure. Know? That's um, such a weird track for those cars, though. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I feel really bad for drivers that have. So in the Middle East, uh, Azerbaijan has a track that's at night because it gets so hot. Right. So a lot of drivers will get motion sickness because of the lights. Oh, interesting. When they're driving and there's like flashing lights and it's too much. So they have to wear a different visor Mm. actually when they race. So I can't imagine what it's going to be like because they said they wanted to have, I mean, these could all be teasers and they may have changed it since then, but they were like wanting to do part of it on the strip at night. And I was like, well, no one's going to turn off their signage. Right. You know, so I don't know if they've changed it, you know, since then. And I'm sorry for the F1 fans if I'm not up on it. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I get to get a a quick, uh, quick read when the kids are asleep or you know or when they're not when disney channel is not on right, you know, yeah. or something for 10 <laughs> seconds you know um but just the thought of that and all the crazy lights for a night race will be really really interesting but you know the tickets are pretty astronomical right now um so i have to wait and see and then the the austin grand prix was the same weekend as new jersey exotica and i was like uh, i was like this is such a tease you know my family members went to it and i'm like this is even more of a tease because right. you know, i know you're there <laughs> you know? um so i haven't been in a while um you know pre-covid but i've been to moto gp races mm. you know since covid and everything um but yeah the need for speed has just been since the moment i was born you know and you know i'm a, I'm a 420 baby but uh, my dad's race car number was 20 before I was born, okay. and I was born on the 20th, so it was kind of like, you know, yeah. oh, <laughs> it was cute. meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so a question that I was asking at the convention for the gauntlet, have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? 
Yes. Okay. I've, how, I've, uh, me, how many I've, have you I've done? I've maxed out on points. Oh, nice. Okay. I have maxed out on points. I have eaten speeding tickets in front of police officers back in the day when they would do it because they were rude to me and asked if the gentleman next to me was my father. And I'm like, it was. Oh, right. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, well, that's oh, rude. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's rude to say A and be like, oh, do you think, you know, why would you allow her to drive that fast? I was not being a good role model. Mm. So, wow. Yeah. So I, and I learned that trick from my dad because I've seen my dad eat speed tickets. In front of the <laughs> it, was, it was not a good move at all. But, you know, I just, you know, I have, you know, I've driven turbos. Um, you know, I'm a German engineering fan, you know, had an Audi turbo. Mm. And then I went to the SUV and I had it knock on wood. Um, I haven't gotten a speeding ticket since having kids. Mm. Um, but I just, sold my well I shouldn't even say sold because I ran her into the ground because I I do all the work on my car you know oh, and everything so I you know I get her to 200,000 miles and I'm like okay you know now go to the next one so I just downsized to a sedan that's turbo and it's red <laughs> <laughs> so and I drove here from Jersey and I'm driving to North Carolina after this so it's right. like all right don't put it in sport mode don't put it in right, sport mode like exactly. having that so yeah I've definitely had Many a speeding tickets. Oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To the point that, you know, like I, you know, I maxed out on points. So then you get in trouble and then you right. lose your license and all that okay, stuff. You have to take classes. And to the point that I've been pulled over because my dad has lost his license and they thought it was my, when I was younger and, you know, you're registered oh, under your parents and right. they're like, oh, you're not, you know, the father. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. And I'll go home and be like, dad. <laughs> I just got pulled. Interesting. He's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I mean, growing up, he would race his race car on the street, mm. like down, you know, suburbia, USA and like right. around the corner. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, how'd you get away with that? You know, yeah. <laughs> my cousins would drive like the motorcycle or the dirt bike, like down the street, no helmet on. And they'd give each other's names when the when the police officer would be like, oh, what's your name? And it's like, oh, well, I'm, so, you know, my name is George, but it's not actually George. His name is Jeff. You know, right. His brother's name and he's like my oh, name is funny. george and i live in da, 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 yeah. giving his brother's name you know and they're still thir- in their 30s because you know, all oh, my all so my cousins funny. are in their 50s yeah. you know just watching them as a little kid going like i don't think he's like no i don't oh okay this is how we you know this is how we work okay cool okay. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah i thought that only happened in the movies yeah, that's like, funny oh, cool. now i know yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well something that i don't have the opportunity to do when we have the gauntlet questions, but I do for interviews, is comb through people's social media Uh-oh. and ask them <laughs> questions about some of the posts oh, shit. that they have made. Oh, so shit. Hopefully there's no drug ones on there. <laughs> I usually try to stay off social media when I'm in a mood or when I'm, you know, under the influence. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't believe so, but I did pull out a couple okay. gems, so we'll go through these <laughs> quickly. Oh, no. <laughs> Your first one, you wrote. Uh-oh. Well, I guess shattering our wood bed frame in half means Chris Cade will buy me the bed mattress I've been dreaming about for a year. Bad news is we'll be sleeping on the broken bed till it arrives. So Truth. (laughs) Our mattress is still on the floor. Yeah. The bed frame is like around it. Yeah, so the bed frame is around it, but like the slats underneath shattered in half and Mm. like but the headboard is so heavy that we had we it's going to take two people to like actually move it so oh, we have gotcha. to wait 
So I wanted this really specific mattress because I have really bad shoulder and neck issues, which you've put your hands on before at right. Exotica. So I found this mattress and bed frame that was specifically um, created by chiropractors. Oh, okay. So I really wanted this mattress. And of course, it's local, so you have to call. So it has yet to be ordered, Chris Cade. <laughs> even though you have the link in the phone number and I love you. And I suck your dick for free. And even though he says sex never comes free. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we did. We were, we were fucking and all of a sudden you hear like... Okay, <sighs> yep. And, uh, of course, the kids like to sleep. It was, like, warped, you know, before we could actually, because there's a million screws to get the slats off and everything. Right. So we were sleeping on a warped bed, like, that was, like, caved in. And the kids are trying to come in and sleep with us. We have a 90-pound dog. And oh, every time funny. all of us were in bed, you hear, like, right. you know? <laughs> and even worse is that our kids now tell, would then go, we're at the grandparents, we're hanging out with all the grandparents because it was around our anniversary. So we were having some good anniversary sex. Right. And... They tell their grandparents, yeah, mommy, daddy's bed is broken. And uh, yeah, because, you know, Brady is such a big dog. Uh. Brady broke the bed. And my mom goes, uh-huh. Is that what you're telling them? Right. Yeah. Our parents are like very OK with like the idea of, you know, when two people love each other, they have sex. But that's where it stops. Right. You know? uh, oh, kind of funny. a situation like they're, they're not OK with Internet stuff, you know. Right. So right. they're like all looking at us. and We're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so, so funny enough, they all as a group of four came together and like, oh, well, we really haven't gotten you an anniversary gift yet so we'll all chip in to get you a new bed and i'm like oh well thank you like, right. <laughs> you know, I'm like oh god <laughs> so yes no it did happen and we were sleeping on a warped bed and right now our mattress is on the floor oh funny i, yeah. I don't know how and this this might be your calling how does the industry not have a sponsorship crossover or their own mattress and bed frame company we should have like full furniture honestly right because i mean you see the same more or less furniture yes. sometimes it's expensive and like if you just want it for camming or porn or something we got to find a better way to make it cheap and easy for yeah. us to put together to use you know because you know we're, we're all on budgets right you know? so yeah no 100 percent. you know the best sex you ever had the <gasps> best anal mattress you, you, yeah. know, like, you know the super circle sheet set you know perfect <laughs> oh you're I'm, I'm writing so many youtube commercials as you say this <laughs> exactly i'm really good with one-liners i'll do it yeah. you know, i told you about my hockey gang bang Right. Like fantasy. It has to be all hockey puns. So you're putting it in my five hole. You're nice. icing me. You right. Know, yeah. Hooking, you know, to the face. Yeah, you know, a little high like, sticking. High sticking. Right. Exactly. You yeah. know. You get yeah. snowed in the mm-hmm. crease, right? Exactly. 100%. Only <laughs> hockey puns. You cannot say anything else but hockey puns. <laughs> Do you have to say it in a mildly Canadian accent? You always have to say it with A. You start right. it or end it with A. Right. You know, and you can't have all your teeth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I will make myself a yeah, part of that exactly. even if, I, if, if i'm just like an announcer in a booth i'd do oh it oh my god I mean, you have to announce i would definitely want dr dick as the yeah. announcer <laughs> <laughs> and then we gotta get cotton from uh, dodgeball <laughs> uh, yeah there you go <laughs> so the next question uh, about a twitter post you put nothing is better than morning sex early risers all the way changed my mind so my question for you is uh how does it feel to be wrong because (laughs) (laughs) because uh, don't get me wrong wouldn't kick you out of bed if you wanted morning sex but 
I can't. I'm such. I'm a night person. That's Chris. And, and it's my nightcap. That was probably a little like, hey, Chris. Like, oh, like, okay. Too, but All right. I am because we differ on that. Like, I am not a night owl. Like I said, I'm a yeah. lady of nine to five. I joke with him after nine o'clock. Don't come knocking on my door. I right. love you to death, but like I, you know, I sleep when the kids sleep. Yeah. Um, I love the morning. I'm extra sensitive. I'm extra ready to go. Okay. That's so what I was wondering. Just like that animalistic, like wake me up and just like ah, versus put me to bed with it. Like I'm already okay. tired. I right. Like, sex. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I just I want okay. some good. Start my morning off with the cream pie while I'm doing kitty drop off at Catholic school. You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> See, but with the style of sex that mm-hmm. you enjoy, are you not worried about kind of wearing yourself out for the day? Um. So with two kids, we, you know, you can't have that full out sex. Oh, right? okay, that makes sense. You know, you know, I there are times that I've been on my knees and a little, the little feet sneak up like little snipes. They are. It's <laughs> like I'm just helping Daddy with his belt. You right. Know, oh, you know, right, like right. Pulling his pants back up. You know. <laughs> so you know, it is a very different sex when the kids are in the house. Um, you know, he logs on for where he works for a company that's you know uh, West Coast based. Mm. So he has a little bit different hours. So oh, sometimes right. I'll try to coax him, but you can't really talk to my husband before he's had four cups of coffee <laughs> and gamed for at least an hour. So uh, meanwhile, okay. I'm like, come on, just put it in. Just right. tip. Yeah. You know, like I, I it would 100% he'd be asleep and I'd have to take advantage of him, you know? Wow. Like, I'd be just like fucking his sleepy morning wood. Right, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> he would just be laying there and I'd be like, oh, thanks for that, babe. He's like, thanks for what? You know? Right. Because he sleeps through the apocalypse, so he doesn't remember oh, anything wow. overnight or like <laughs> you know, when he's sleeping. So yeah. No, I love morning sex. Don't knock on my door after nine o'clock. Okay. You're paying me big bucks. <laughs> All right, good to know. Good to know. So, so the squirtle has. Happen early in the day. Yeah, I got you. Just, just before you know dinner time. Yeah. yeah okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now the next tweet I'm going to ask you about is less a full tweet that has been said, but something that you were tagged in because you are a oh. part of Porn Valley Media's mm-hmm. 2022 NFL picks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I've been watching your football picks and uh, you're not having the best season. Is that just because you overthink it or is it just, don't get me wrong. The NFL year has been kind of crazy. Are you just unlucky? Cause I can't bet or do any of that. I'm so unlucky. So I pick my picks off of, I'm more of a college football fan. Oh, okay. So I pick them based on who they've recruited, who are stand up people, or teams that I will never, ever, 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 ever pick. Yes. Okay. So nine times out of Give me ten, one. Give me one. I will never root for the Ravens. I will high five from yep. a distance. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're all about that Pennsylvania life, but I'm from Jersey, so yeah. I will never ever pick, a, you know, the Phillies or the Steelers. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles or right. the Steelers. Right. No, that's or, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking Philly. Like fuck off. <laughs> Taylor Ham, motherfuckers, right. not Scrapple or Pork Roll, okay? <laughs> she is dropping some heat at the end of this interview. Come at me, Philly, unless you're really hot. Right, and yeah. You and then want your come dick on or me. pussy licks. Right, sure. yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I love all my, I, honestly, I love all my Philly fans. Yeah. And when you're from the East Coast, that's what we do. If exactly. I'm not making fun of you and if I'm not talking shit, 
then we're not actually friends. Right. You know, my, you know, Chris joked that he went on a, a bachelor party trip and they probably, if they all hear this, they know exactly what I'm talking about and uh. fuck you. <laughs> um, but they're all talking about it, about how Chris likes to, you know, be a ball buster. And they're like, oh yeah, the more Chris like rat, you know, rags on you, the more he loves you. And one of the guys turns and goes, oh. He never bothers me. And they, it was just dead silence. Oh, no. Like, yeah, because he doesn't fucking like you. <laughs> you know, so I, you know, if, if you could give it back to me and be like, fuck you, pork rollover. Right. You know, like, fuck cheesesteaks. No, fuck your subs. You right, know, like, yeah. Like, stupid is a cool. Like, let's, yeah. you know, I'll totally do it. Um, but I really like my college athletes. Okay. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my favorite college team, the Cox. Oh, the Gamecocks. Mm-hmm. Yep, of yep, course. I honeymooned there. Really? At the U.S. University of South Carolina Clemson game. Okay. And uh, my brother was a Gamecock. Okay. And he snuck us into the student section, and I was freshly pregnant, throwing up because I was pregnant, while all the other <laughs> bitches are throwing up because they've been day drinking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, so you fit in. Yeah, they just I didn't know in. why. Yeah. Great. Yeah. No. So I'm a Gamecock fan. You know. Okay. You know, loving the Jadavian Clowney. Right. You know, guys. Um. You know the the quarterback for the Patriots is a great guy out out of Alabama mm. uh, too. So you know I kind of like that, and I will never root for you know the Bills. I'm sorry because I used to be a Patriots fan because Bill Belichick was an All American lacrosse player, and oh, I grew up you okay. know playing it both in high school and college. Mm. You know, and then when a lot of back office bullshit happened with a lot of these teams, I'm yeah. like, I, you know, you get stuck. It's like yes, I would like to have tons of points, but at the same time, you know, character. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> if I'm going to lose, I'm losing my yeah, way. Exactly. Right. You know, and everyone yells at me because I, you know, I'm local to, you know, the Jets and Giants practice centers mm. and stadium and everything. And, you know, I really like to go game by game. And I love, you can take me to any game, you know, and I would still enjoy the live experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you want to catch a uh, catch a ball in an MLB game, bring me because i go always get hit with balls i'm no joke really <laughs> yes you're one of those people because i'm a ball magnet that is <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to work my way through the puns but yeah i can't that I was am. i like balls in my face that's right <laughs> <laughs> so my last tweet i want to ask you about you wrote uh-huh. always nice when a couple at the bar sends you dessert I wouldn't know because I don't have that kind of energy, but what is it like to feel that appreciation from somebody at another table? Does that happen a lot? And like, how did that kind of manifest itself? So I was in Chicago by myself, actually. Oh, um, okay. And I, you know, I went there to see my girlfriend, Jenny, and I'm at the hotel at the end of the night. And I was like, oh, you know, I like I want a good dinner. Like I'm going to treat myself to like a fancy dinner, like a nice steak dinner, nice glass of Italian wine, you Mm. know, so I go downstairs and I'm just I'm, you know, minding my business, you know, at a corner table. You know, an amazing pianist playing fantastic. And I think I tweeted later on that I was like bawling my eyes out because the yeah. pianist was so great. Um, you know, playing Phantom and just absolute classics um, and everything. So it was really great ambiance, you know, keeping to myself. And the waitress comes over, very nice middle-aged woman, you mm. know, who I made sure to see later on and, you know, uh, you know, shooting the shit with. You okay. know, very, very nice, you know. 
um, you know, mom, grandma vibes, like making sure she's taking care of you because you're by yourself, you right. know, like kind of a thing. Um, and she's like, well, the gentleman over there wants to buy you dessert. I don't want to tell him yes unless you say it's okay. Oh, okay. So that was very sweet for her to make sure that it was okay that I accept that offer versus just being like, pick a dessert, you know, right. And I'm not the biggest dessert person. Okay. So I'm a very cheap date when it comes to desserts because I'm probably one of the only girls that's not a huge chocolate or ice cream fan. Oh, uh, okay. So normally for dessert, I always go for a sorbet because here's the snooty aria comment, <laughs> but I love to cleanse my palate after a heavy dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I always so I'm like, well, I just, I was like, I'm going to pick the lemon sorbet and it sounds so stupid, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, oh, I'll just do like a cappuccino and, you know, a lemon sorbet, you know? So it was really sweet. So of course I said, oh, thank you, you know, so much. But honestly, I don't even know that they knew who I because I keep to myself you know yeah. and everything I don't know that they knew that I was Aria Cade versus just like oh there's this girl in the corner you know mm. that we're gonna send dessert to but either way it was really really sweet yeah you know um, I've had people you know buy me drinks just because you know I like having genuine interactions no matter where I go and when I travel if I go down to the hotel bar to have something to eat or drink you know I'll I'll talk to anybody and we'll yeah. find something to talk about um a lot of times I'll slide in one-liners, just like almost like a meow, you know, right. like with, with super troopers and see if they catch yeah. Like If I say like, blowjob, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hey. Did, did, did I know? just hear that? Yeah. Did I just, like, so I, I do that sometimes just to have fun with it. I've been in New York City and I've had people recognize me, which is very weird mm. because New York City is crawling with celebrities and, you know, fashion week models and, and all this stuff. So I've had people, you know, I've been in Penn station, I've been at a bar and like, Aria. And I'm like, there's not, it's not like it's exotic a weekend. It's, right. you know, no reason for you to really pick me out in the sea of celebrity. Yeah. If you will. So that it's really, you know, very, very cool and surreal to have that happen. You know, it's like, oh, you know me. I'm a person. Cool. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, so th there were no um, couple hookup vibes. It was just genuine. There may, have, there may have been. They looked like they were really enjoying the bar. Ah, okay. Um, oh, gotcha. And everything. A lot of people laugh because Chris and I are monogamous outside of the industry. Oh, no, I, don't, I hear so, that a lot. I get that. So we, you know, also like your health is really important. It, yeah. I don't know how I wasn't bitten by something when I was in my 20s and fucking <laughs> oh, everything. Amen. I don't know how, like, I don't, like, it was crazy. But we don't, maybe if he was there, possibly, and we thought it was going to be a safe situation, I won't really do it. You know, I've even had people that I've hooked up with in the past find my social media and I'm like, well, if you're a producer, you can hire me. Right. You know, and like, oh, well, I got free sex. I'm like, that's great that you got baby Aria free sex. Right. You know, like that doesn't happen anymore. You know, and yeah. I'm like I kind of have to have her working when I need her to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I'm not I'm not as fun in that way. Like, I, like <laughs> I'm a total flirt. I'll totally, you know, suck your dick if you make it worth my while. <laughs> no, oh, but like I, you know, because, we've been talking quite a while. Yeah, I gave you gummy bears. You, you did, Come on, right. hold on, guys. <laughs> Score. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times I have no problem flirting and like you know because we can all feel good with the good flirt. Yeah, you know, exactly. And everything. Um, but like I said, because Chris and I are really monogamous you know, outside of the industry because at least we know everyone's tested and being right. safe within the industry. And even if we do play with other people in the industry, we're always together. We don't do one-on-one -on -one stuff. Oh, um, okay. I got you. Unless it's a shoot. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So 
Because we, you know, we, we he jokes that you know, hey Aria, if there one day you're like, I don't want you to touch any other girl, and hey, I don't know that I want to be in this industry anymore. He's like, I'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. Our sex and our relationship is great. Anything added is something added. It's an extra cherry on the Sunday. We already right. had the Sunday, but now we're just adding sprinkles or cherries this right. week. Yeah, <laughs> like, Jimmy's, if, yeah. as they say. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew that was <laughs> So my last question for you, uh, we are closing out 2022. What does 2023 have in store for you? Hmm. Do you want industry related, Aria, you know, personal related, all of the above? What, whatever you are willing to give the listeners. Okay. So first, I want gingerbread man porn to be a thing. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Just for you. All, all right. right. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I I have to be better with personally. I have to be better with living in the moment, if you will, oh, um, okay. and being okay with you know doing little tasks. I get very overwhelmed with you know my house is a wreck because I get overwhelmed with yeah. it, and I'm you know I strive for, 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 for perfection, and you know a lot of times I'm like I have to be in the moment and enjoy time with kids or have that self care time, yeah. you know and take things one day at a time or one, you know, section of the house or one, you know, dishes and laundry or something like that versus seeing the overall, like, I need all of this done right now, you know, being able to kind of whittle away at, you know, little things and Mm. and everything. Um, So that's my personal. Um, Professionally, I want to be doing some more mainstream um, I want more things in my in my queue mm-hmm. uh, too, because like you said, you know it's hard when you know you're an East Coaster doing all of that content and everything. Yeah. And I definitely want to be everyone's screensaver. Yes. <laughs> you know, I want to be <laughs> I want to be you know a bigger name and you know the expansion. You know, everyone always says, "Well, what do you think your shelf life is in this industry?" And I said, "Till the day I die." Yeah. You know, because some people say, "Oh, when I hit 30. Well, I started at you know. 28 you know 20 or whatever you know and i'm you know 33 not even you know 33 now and and i could see myself doing this forever and i just want to keep branching out doing more things getting more things out there and just like i said having enough in my queue that i can be one of those people that blasts out a million things every single day because i do it all on my own because i want if a fan dms me or if a fan fan is watching something or reading my tweets my awkward right, tweets, right. it's it's my voice it's not you know an assistant's voice or yeah. you know a middle-aged man going like i'm aria <laughs> right <laughs> i really like big dicks i'm in a my really grease slut <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly you know now the next time you see chris you have to ask him to say that just so that plays in your head yeah i will yeah <laughs> uh, or have him read that list from Pornhub. so yeah, yeah. I, I just <laughs> i just really want to be be doing a little more mainstream and have okay. a little more in my queue like i said now that i'm okay with having expos just for the networking and the marketing side then be like all right networking marketing and then this is where i'm doing content trips and this is where i'm doing mainstream so then yeah. kind of you know they always say after three four years in the industry you kind of have found your formula Oh, okay. You know, I got you. So now I'm going to hone in and start making lots of uh, Breaking Bad level <laughs> porn. Right. Not meth, porn. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that we finally were able to make this happen. We've been trying for a little while yeah. this year, and I'm so happy you agreed to be able to hang out a little bit and shoot the shit. I know that the listeners are absolutely going to love 
that we were able to do this long form interview instead of just having you on the floor. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I'm yeah. glad that I was, you know, worth it to come in for the nice long languid one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, even like the first time we did a gauntlet, I'm mm. like, I have to have her in a long form. I know, and I feel so bad because I, you know, the mom no. life stuff. I'm yeah. like, well, if you could do it at drop off or snack time, sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I like this. This, yeah, this was intimate, so, and yeah. we had a great conversation. Yeah. One more time before I let you go, mm-hmm. tell everyone where they could find your greatness online. Okay, so first I'm going to spell my name. A-R-I-A-K-H-A-I-D-E. That's Aria Cade because that you know name can be a little bit tricky for some. Yeah. But Twitter is Aria Cade triple X. Instagram is XO Aria Cade. I'm on OnlyFans. Just search Aria Cade. Aria underscore Cade for many vids. You find me on clips for sale. Sext Panther, Aria Cade. I'll text with you, do video chats, phone calls. And you can just find me in any search engine when you go on the internet, the web. You yes. know? <laughs> just, just find me, Aria Cade, and then you can find whatever style you like and works with your... Uh, you know, your bad habits. That's I love right. being your dirty secret and bad habits. And of course, Pornhub as well. And I, you know, I'll be posting a lot more uh, Pornhub for the new year. So get ready for that. Very nice. Love you and Chris to death. I am so glad that we've become friends. And once again, thank yeah. you very much for doing Us this. Us too, even though you're a Penguins fan. You stop right now. Rangers suck, Flyers swallow, Crosby watches. <laughs> 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 if you haven't heard that that's our official chant at devil's games oh good to yeah. know uh quick question about that when was their last cup i mean yeah that's what really i thought that's what... <laughs> i mean have you seen these young bucks they they fucking, are playing lights out right fire. now they can put it in my five hole anyway. that's right <laughs> <laughs>